0: Hello, bonjour. Welcome to the National Native Network podcast. This is the second part of the interview with Linda B. This was recorded early in the morning in Sacramento before a National Native Network partners meeting about uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, it's taken a little while to get things up and running here. But in this part, we talk about addressing social determinants of health. Uh, patient navigation and cultural competency and and the importance of that Um, if you haven't listened to the first part you should be able to jump in with this part and follow along pretty well Um, so I hope you enjoy this thank you for for listening and here's the second half of my conversation uh, with Linda B and it is because a lot of native communities there's that lack of of opportunity for fitness and stuff that a lot of them aren't safe for going yeah. walking because either because of crime or there's no sidewalks or there's crime and no sidewalks mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah we have to do a lot more with cleaning up our environment yeah. and, um, you know in our neighborhoods we need to make it a place where we would feel comfortable to be able mm-hmm. to go out and some people say well I won't go out unless I have at least two people with me yeah, right, yeah. and it's like uh, nobody uh, should be in that position, but we are right now. We, mm-hmm. have, to, we have to work on cleaning up and making it, our environment a livable place right. um, in, in, in everywhere. But that gets into a lot of different what they call social determinants of, of health. And there yeah. are broader uh-huh. spectrums, but in the long term, they, they're going to help so many community members and prevent mm-hmm. um, a lot of these conditions or have support. Um, many of our survivors who live in rough areas, or let's say in the winter, when you've okay. got a yeah. whole lot of um, snow, maybe you also have neuropathy, so you know you're not feeling your fingertips mm-hmm. or your toes. Um, you know they talk about well, what can I do? And they say, well, you know, when I drive to Rapid City or if I go to Sioux Falls or, you know, the, whatever their local town or. Um, it, Community is they say well, I go to the mall and I walk Mm -hmm. around indoors inside the mall and it's like that's a great solution Mm -hmm. Um, but there are more YMCA's and YWCA's Mm -hmm. that are um, Opening up services for less cost on several of our reservations not just in the northern plains, but Mm -hmm. throughout the country and That's really nice because people can get a program that the tribe pays for the annual membership Mm -hmm. And they have a safer place um, to go to, you know, to work out. As well as, you know, there's other fitness yeah. gyms, but they tend to be more expensive. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's cancer initiatives that are offered by YMCA and YWCA, safe exercises, learning how to um, move your b- body again without uh, damaging. And we used to think that lymphedema, which is where your lymph nodes, like under your arms, um, in your groin area, that those would swell up um, and when you have lymphedema it's very difficult in arms people wear sleeves and there's different types of exercises and stretches they do mm-hmm. um, and now they realize that exercise helps to prevent lymphedema but there are safer exercises it's not just somebody going out and okay well I'm going to pump iron, <laughs> you know today it's, right. it's like well how you start it and do it in a good way so that you're uh, your lymphatic system has a way to build up again, mm-hmm. especially if lymph nodes were removed. That's what is related to lymphedema too, and it's very painful. And if we can avoid it, yeah, <laughs> let's avoid it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we've got we've got close to close to a half hour. I mean, you can. we can keep going if you want. But <laughs> I I know you can. Oh, you're, you're a yeah. wealth of knowledge. <laughs> we
1: have a well. We've been we've been doing this for uh, um, a lot of years. We started our cancer initiatives in the late '80s. We didn't get our program going until the early '90s. We started mm-hmm. our first patient navigation uh, program at the time, which we use. Again, we call uh, the ladies' native sisters, and we had a absolutely wonderful native brother, um, Lance Allrunner, um, who walked. Basically, it was mistreated by the Mm -hmm. clinic he went to, and it's been a terrible loss. Uh, But we need both males and females Mm -hmm. doing the outreach, but a patient navigator is somebody who starts with outreach. Uh, They let people know about what services are available. They bring them into the clinic. They're a little different from a community health worker because they, Mm -hmm. they cross the threshold of the hospital facility, and most community health workers, unless they're in a special grant program, don't necessarily cross that threshold. The navigator is essential. They um, work very well with, let's say, nurse navigators that are in the hospital. But a nurse navigator is looking for um, getting the best treatment and really tailoring what happens with the patient in in all good ways. Mm -hmm. Um, the the Native Navigator is essential because they understand the cultural things. Um, so they get individual HIPAA clearance so they can work with the medical records if they need to go into the medical records. Um, they sit in the office when they're talking with the provider. Um, anytime we do these interventions, I try it out the first time as well. Um, and I'm sitting next to this woman and this is back in ninety four it <laughs> and you know, and I turned around and I very stupidly said, Do you understand what the provider just told you? And, and of course what she did is like, mm, yeah. And then I realized, Oh, you know, you can't do a question that has a yes or a no or yeah. a nod or a shaking head. You use an interrogative pronoun, who, what, when, where, how. Mm-hmm. You never use why. Why put someone on the defense? Mm-hmm. You know why? Why did you do that? Or even if you say it sweetly, "Oh, honey, why are you late?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know your partner gets gets annoyed because they are on the defense. And I turned around and I say, "You know, um, Auntie, when you go home today, how will you tell your sister what the what the doctor just told you?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh, well, I'm not going to die this winter." <laughs> and the provider's jaw just dropped. <laughs> was like, "Oh my God!" He's like you're kidding that's all she heard and I said okay well let's back up a little bit let's you know and so we went through it and I found that those types of questions were you know were better and and then we worked on we started creating the questions on the sidebar of our quality of life tree that um, on the website and we prepare them ahead of time so if I'm navigating one of our patients um, I can say, well, you know, these are your questions. And usually, when they first go in, they say, oh, you asked them. <laughs> you know, I don't want to ask them. Yeah. So, or they'll say, I don't want to say that word. <laughs> you know, right. and, and sometimes the word is cancer. Mm-hmm. And so, our navigators will ask the questions and then we'll say, well, you know, how, how would you explain that to your husband when you get home? Or how would you say that to your wife or your daughter? Yeah. And when they rephrase it, when we work with the provider three times, the providers start communicating in better ways, and it was really wonderful to see how their communication skills mm-hmm. with our patients improve greatly. But then we have the providers leave; they get done yeah. with their IJES, you know, loan payoff right. for medical school, uh-huh. you know, or the, whatever their medical. That most of them don't have IJES, um, you know, because that that means it's our indigenous doctors. Um, but they once they pay off, they leave,
0: Right.
1: you know, and that. It creates such a—it's um, a travesty in our healthcare system. That, and part of that is again what you were saying: a safe for environment. People want to be able to raise their own children mm. where they're working, and if they don't see a safe place for their kids, they pay off their medical loan ideally, <laughs> and then they leave. Right. Um, and that's very difficult. But the, the patient navigators have gone into. Um, Stereotactic biopsies um, with our patients, and uh, they talk to them the whole time. Many will talk in native tongue. Um, They explain what's going on because if you're frightened, Mm -hmm. um, you go back to your first language. And, you know, so uh, some of our navigators speak more than one language, (laughs) indigenous language, and they kind of, you know, they. Say it in a good way, or a way that that you were brought up with mm-hmm. with your first language, and that that is an amazing gift um, for have. Lisa uh, Harjo, who is our executive director, uh, is started as a patient navigator in two thousand and two for our organization, and she is phenomenal on how she can help both the provider and the patient communicate. Um, Audrey Marshall just this last year, she had a patient in one of the local hospitals, and uh, they were, um, she was very upset at night, she didn't want a chair, and she says, you know, my, my tribe um, believe that the ghosts from the hospital will come in, and they're going to sit in that chair at night, and I, I don't want to have a ghost in the room with me, so I'm not mm-hmm. sleeping at night. So Audrey went out, and she explained to the staff, she says, you know, when it's bedtime, I uh, need to have this put out here. And before she was putting out in the hallway, and the nurses were saying, oh, well, you need this in your room. Mm-hmm. And they were putting it back in. And after she talked to the nurses, they were like, oh, honey, thank uh-huh. you so much for telling <laughs> us. You know, and there's um, there are just so many mm-hmm. stories about how they do, how they help the hospital staff help them because the hospital staff wants them to get well. Right. They, they want them healed, um, and the navigator makes it possible. Mm-hmm. Um, subtle things uh, that they have to have feathers out by the side of the bed, but you're not allowed to touch it. That's an mm-hmm. eagle feather, and you know, and and the healer coming in. Um, you know, and some people said I really need to be smudged. Mm-hmm. Well, they take them to the smoking area, an enclosed smoking area, and they smudge them there. Yeah. Um, you know, and then bring them back. You know, to the room. It's just there's so many subtle things that come in that make people feel better um, during surgery. You know, you've got my mm-hmm. totem bag. Um, it's like I need my totem bag with me. Yeah. And it's like, well, the nurses have been fantastic. They say, oh, don't <laughs> you worry. You know, we'll put a little betadine <laughs> under here. We're gonna slap it on the outside of your thigh. And we're gonna put, you know, sterile tape on it. We're gonna betadine over yeah. it again um, on it. So you're gonna have your totem bag. Don't you worry. <laughs> You've got it. You know. So it's, um, you know, it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. And um, the men have different issues when. We had a native brother, um, Lance, working with him. Mm-hmm. You know, Lance could be the intermediary because a lot of our men are very modest. Mm-hmm. It's not just women who are modest, and uh, and Lance would say, you know, big, strappy guy, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Cheyenne man, um, Cheyenne and Comanche, uh, and he would, you know, go to the providers and say, you know, he's worried about, um, If he's going to be able to be a man again, (laughs) uh, you know, if he's going to, you know, you're doing this prostate treatment, is he going to be able to still, you know, be a man with his wife? Uh Uh, And, you know, what should I tell him? And the provider will, you know, give him the information and he goes back and he says it in a way that... The man understands, and he's like,
0: okay. You know, so yeah. they're so
1: much calmer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they know about bringing in traditional Indian healers into the hospital, and sometimes they'll do um, ceremonies um, frequently outside the hospital window, but so that the patient can hear the drumming or what's yeah. going on, and they hear the pra- the chanting and the prayers, and they know that spiritually, mm-hmm. I'm going into surgery in a good way, you yeah. know, or I'm going into... You know, chemo or my radiation treatment in a good way. And, you know, they're marvelous. They explain brachytherapy, which is internal radiation, yeah. in a way that people can understand. And um, sometimes they want to have a traditional healer with them so that they can talk about the internal tubes. So if it's a prostate, they weave these very, very tiny, tiny tubes around close around where the tumor is mm-hmm. in the prostate. They look at a computer uh, because if you your bowels, your colon moves different times, and you don't want your colon next to where the radiation is right. being done, because that can damage your colon. Um, if it's in the breast, they weave it all throughout where the tumor is in the breast, and um, they come in in the morning, they have a very, very quick, short zapping, and they basically move radiation through the mini tubes that are through the tissue, um, and they change the dosage, as it goes through because they're going to have higher dosage where the tumor was. Mm -hmm. And they leave the the tubes in for a week, usually. Um, And when they're, um, they can go shopping that afternoon or they go visit with their family. They do whatever they want to do. They come back for a short treatment, very few side effects, Mm -hmm. and they're not doing six weeks of radiation. Um, For so many people on the reservation, they have to drive long distances to you know, to get in for the radiation, and so their son or daughter, whoever, is driving them in. They frequently lose their job.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and so the breaky is a more efficient thing. It's mm-hmm. just that it's seven days approximately that they're in, let's say, Rapid City Regional Hospital. You know, yeah. works well, and it's got a great um, care rate, and it's gotten better and better over time. They've done it for, uh, I think, nineteen. 19- 70s. It might even be earlier than that when they first started uh-huh. doing it. But the process, everything about it, has improved. So it's not just putting seeds. People know about the seeds for mm-hmm. prostate cancer, and it's it's tailoring how much radiation comes in in the morning, and in the afternoon to really be focused on where the tumor was, on it, and very successful. And the majority of the men um, have full sexual ability. <laughs> There's. You know, we have a lot of different resources. We have a toll-free number, one eight hundred five three seven eight two nine five, and anybody can call. Uh, we are very low in staff right now. We're tremendously underfunded. We're in the worst funding that we've ever been, but we'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> and so people don't call back right away. They, you know, they rotate in and they say, oh, we've got to call about and. Lisa's the one who, um, Lisa Harjo, again, our executive director. She's Choctaw Nation and uh, wonderful. Um, very traditional woman, uh, and yet she understands scientific information. Mm-hmm. And she balances the two when she works with our community, and they just love her to death. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I want to go back to the patient navigator for yeah, a second. Um, sure. I was wondering while you were talking if you see a need going forward of having LGBT or two-spirit patient navigators?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In our survivor database, we added um, items about um, two-spirited, um, you know, or transsexual, mm-hmm. uh, transgender, you know, whatever. Yeah. In 2010, and it's been very interesting how many people have responded positively to it. And part of that is I think it's because the Native sister or the Native brother, the survivorship navigator, mm-hmm. is working with them and they trust the people and so they're yeah. honest with them. And there's very different issues. Um, right. There are different rates. There are um, higher rates for different types of cancer with two-spirited mm-hmm. peoples. Uh, and. Um, in the and they need different help as navigation to have somebody right. go into the clinic and be asked, well, what does your husband think about this? Or, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, my husband is, you know, a yeah. woman. <laughs> yeah. You know, or you know, my uh-huh. partner is a man. Um, uh-huh. On it, and um, people get put off by right. some of those initial questions. Uh-huh. You know, in the old days they were worse. I mean, that you had to mm-hmm. get your spouse's permission before you had a mastectomy. Um, and it's of like course. it's my body; it's not, yeah. you know, his. And um, you know, but those types of things are very important. But we've found, and we're hoping to get a large enough sample of gay and lesbian that we can actually pull out a subset of. Uh, I mentioned in the meeting that right now we have uh, 987 people who have done our survivorship survey. And we want to break it out by gay-lesbian. What's different with gay-lesbian? And what do they need more? Mm-hmm. We collect the surveys, not because we're just interested, but they help us change what's on the website. Right. So it's like we realized from the website we needed to add a fertility leaf to the quality of life mm-hmm. tree. And so Linda Krabs, who's an oncology nurse, she has been an invaluable partner to everything we have done on survivorship. Um, her medical knowledge is the best. <laughs> and she knows about the latest clinical trials and so on. And there's so much that they've changed with mm-hmm. fertility. And um, men and women concerned, you know, can yeah. can I have a child after I do this treatment? And she's addressing a lot of that information, um, you know, on, on the website now. And so that kind of um, we, we look at what the survey issues are. She is also updating the fatigue leaves that are on the quality of life tree, and those are under the side effects on the, mm-hmm. on the tree. Um, because long-term fatigue is the most common, um, both the short, long, and late effects mm-hmm. of cancer, uh, or cancer treatment. Right. Uh, a lot of times it's not the cancer, it could be from the treatment. And um, so that, we looked at what we had, and it was like, well, it was okay when we started the tree, but it needs to be updated. So okay. she's updating that information. Ideally, we will have that up by January 2016 okay. um, on that. And we have another leaf that's on physical activity because we're looking at preventing um, long-term mm-hmm. and late effects of cancer or cancer treatment, and that's with physical activity. And uh, we have that one about two-thirds done And so it'll be going up on the website soon. But all of that is based on looking at what we have um, through Nasser, Native American Cancer Research Corporation. We produce a native wellness magazine. And Lisa and I were looking at uh, the data that we have. And we have so many people who don't have screenable cancers. And all of our previous magazines have been on screenable cancers. (laughs) And so we're going to do one of unusual cancers. So, and, and again, it's, we look at the survey results and we say, okay, here's a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to help these people get some better understanding or see where else they can go or what they can do. And um, our hope is to get the content for that magazine done in 2016, ideally released next summer. Okay. Um, and it'll be on our website. We don't have money right now to produce a hard copy, Of it, but that doesn't mean we won't find money. We're always looking, (laughs) you know. And because some people like to just read a hard copy and not have to go to a website, or or they can't afford the paper or the ink Mm -hmm. um, to print a copy. And we realize that's an issue. But if we don't have any money to print them, we have to come a different way. We do try to get help in um, Mayo Clinic's Native Circle. Has been wonderful in supporting everything that we have on the Survivorship Mm -hmm. Network and they have produced a lot of our materials that we haven't been able to afford to produce and that's available to any program. That is not just us, that you have material you're willing to share with anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Lisa Bathke at the Native Circle uh, checks off different things um, on it. Uh, Judith checks it for medical accuracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's uh, one of very few, it's about, um, I think we're up to three. American-India oncologists in the United States, and that's Judith, who's now down in Jacksonville, Florida, okay. um, at that Mayo Clinic. Um, but then they'll help any program produce the material. They have also produced material on diabetes, um, on heart conditions, so it's not even though it's focused on cancer, um, all the conditions are related. Yeah. You know, we get into heart conditions because certain combination of chemo drugs will actually create a heart Mm -hmm. condition and so there's different things that you do to treat that type of a heart condition than you would if it's um, just totally from a sedentary lifestyle and a high fat diet you know whatever so there's lots of good resources and flexibility in there (laughs) you know so surveys not because we're surveyed to death we hear Mm -hmm. that all the time it's like no it helps us find what more support materials as came up in the, uh, the meeting yesterday uh, when we added a question on survivorship care plans a few years ago, and of the survivors who have responded, not a single one has a survivorship care plan. Um, almost none of them have ever heard the three words together: <laughs> survivorship care yeah. plan. And those are very important for long-term quality of life. Mm. You know, and so you know we need programs that will develop them that are appropriate to our survivors and where they live. Um, the Journey Forward has a wonderful plan, um, and My Care Plan is the patient version of that, and we have proposed in a couple different grants to modify My Care Plan for um, different regions Mm -hmm. of the country for Indian people. Um, We'd like to do it for Alaska Natives. We know there's an initiative going on in Alaska to try to get survivorship care plans. I don't know if it's been completed yet. A lot of this work takes time, Mm -hmm. and you need funding. (laughs) You know. Yeah. And everybody needs funding, but there's so much good work that needs to be done. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's wonderful. You see a survivor, you know, when they get some of these materials and they're happy, they say, you know what, I never thought I'd feel this good. Uh And I feel good enough to give you a hug. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's wonderful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. um, I think think we have to wrap it up now oh i think, I think so, I think so. <laughs> so it's
1: time for breakfast isn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah breakfast is open now
0: <laughs> it is looking forward to it uh, i want to thank you very much for taking your time to um to do this for us uh, it's just getting off the ground here nationally yeah. network podcast and well, we're
1: partners yeah, yeah you know and it's a win-win it helps us and it helps our community right so well, happy to help you again, you know, as you help us yeah. all the time, too. <laughs>
0: it's, it's been great. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed the whole uh, conversation. I learned a lot. Oh, look forward to learning more today. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
1: the other scientific breakthroughs yeah. today. <laughs> okay, well, thank
0: you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Linda B. and all the great work. That she is, she does, and has been doing, and, and continues to do. Um, please check out our website, keepitsacred.org. Please check out our website, www.keepitsacred.org. Um If you would like to make suggestions of someone that you would like to hear on the podcast, whether it be yourself or someone else that you know who's working. Uh, in Indian Country, to help address commercial tobacco cessation, um, cancer, anything that relates to, to Native wellness, you can send us an email at nnn at um, Thank you again for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it becomes a more, um, I hope this becomes more regular. I hope this becomes more Regularly scheduled and has been. But uh, I thank you for being a part of this and listening. In which thank you.
1: <laughs>